0: Picture your life as a four-burner stovetop. One burner represents your family, one is your friends, the third your health, and the fourth, career. Now, if you have them all going at once, you're going to burn out. So in order to be successful, you need to turn one off. If you want to be super successful, they say turn off two. My name is Josh Earle, and by the end of this podcast, we'll see which ones are being left on and which ones are getting turned off. This is Four Burners. Hello and welcome to Four Burners. My name is Joshua and joining me this week, very special guest. I mean, they're all special, but this one might just be my most special. Comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Writer. Talent show judge. Can you please welcome us, three Nicholson? Yay! Hey,
1: Hello. The most special. The, the
0: most special. Take that however you want to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm not going to take it the way that I would have in like the mid '90s. Great, but, um, I, but mean, I, thi-
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I really like you, Reese. I want to get that off the top of the show. I, I really, I oh, really like you, and I respect you, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're doing this.
1: That's what someone says before they say something very
0: now. Yeah, now I've blake. dug up some old tweets, guys, and uh, yeah,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the old one.
0: That's the old show. Um, so we're doing this. It's um, look. It's it's quite late actually, and I, I've pulled you away from the tennis. Are you're a tennis fan. I know your partner. No, is. I,
1: my uh, it it had actually worked out perfectly. My husband, okay. Karen, is watching the tennis, and I remembered today. I was like, oh shit, I'm doing the podcast with Josh tonight at nine thirty, and Karen went, sorry, I'll be watching the tennis. Like I would have either been here or. Honestly, I probably would have been in the bath, yeah, quite stoned by now. So, and that's that's only going to change. I'm just going to be stoned in bed after this.
0: Great. What we're going to do? We're going to talk about your four burners now. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You told me you listened to it. Yeah. So we're going to go career, family, friends, health. Your choice. Whichever one you want to do first.
1: Oh, I feel like health. Yeah,
0: let's do health. Got it right in front of me.
1: Would you say you're yeah, a healthy great. person? Like. Not, yes and no. I think yep. I'm like, I'm not, uh, and I, I think, and look, not, why have I picked health? Cause I'm going to, I had an eating disorder like years ago and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm automatically going to go to that. Um, but like, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm healthy compared to the other t- Like I was a chubby kid and then I was too skinny in my twenties and yeah. now I'm like, have a human body, I think. And I, I probably could exercise more and I could probably drink less. And the other day, there was a weird mystery pain in my abdomen I had to go to the doctor about, and he didn't seem to know what it is, and no one knows what it is, and everything's like, he literally said to me, uh, You're at the age where pain in your abdomen could be literally anything. Oh, that's, that's handy. So that's, that's good to know. <laughs> Have um, you ever been to a doctor no, where I, they just I think Google? I am. The, I do always wonder what they do, because you know you have to fit usually they have to sit you at the desk with yep. the screen facing away from you. What are they doing on there?
0: Well, my, I went to a doctor once and the, the desk wasn't facing away. It was to the side and it was, like, he wasn't Googling because it wasn't Google, but it was just a database he was putting the symptoms like in. Dr. Google. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's the same. And it's like, why don't you just give us that database? We could save yeah. you and me a, a whole bunch of time. This
1: is, like, and it is. I had this thing where I was out in the country and they reckon it might've been a kidney stone. And I think that's it. Like it's yeah. been, I think I said health first cause it's been on my mind a lot where it's like, Oh, I'm only 33, but it's like, it's the point in my thirties where like just mystery things are starting to happen. Yep. Um, and but then the next day they, there was no pain and there's been no pain since, but it was the most pain I've ever been in my life. And maybe, I just don't know what that was.
0: Maybe your body just absorbed it. Went, all right, we'll take yeah. over.
1: Yeah. Or they reckon it could have settled. Apparently kidney stones can settle somewhere and it's just sitting there waiting. You're just, I'm rat- just waiting for a clink. You're just rattling, yeah.
0: But so let's go back then. So you say you're a chubby kid. Did you Did you yeah. feel like you were always chubby? Was that something always constantly, like if you would say a swimming carnival or just getting changed in PA? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think like I mean I wasn't I would not say if you were to look at pictures of me, I think it's a classic um person who <laughs> don't even sort of looks at pictures of themselves like, look how fat I was. Was not fat. Yeah. Um, but was definitely like overweight. Uh the few people in my family were all kind of we were a very kind of snacky and like no money kind of family as well, so we probably weren't eating the best even though they were doing their best. Yep. Um and, uh, yeah, so chubby and, like, but puppy fat. And then in my late teens, I think I lost that puppy fat and then was like, oh, getting some attention. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'd, I think I Yeah, I always felt very uncomfortable in, like, swimmers and all that kind of thing. But isn't that everyone? I, like, I think there's not a person on earth that wouldn't want to lose or gain five kilos. Yes. I, I
0: always look back and go, because I was always the smallest. And yeah. looking at what i do Short now and, yes exactly what i do now in my recreation which is i'll go to the gym a lot i'm now uh, from doing this podcast i'm realizing oh that's kind of a defense mechanism of going i'm going to get strong no one can no one can uh you know <laughs> take me down you, if you i get strong you want to be like an
1: enough. ant yes you want to be able to like, carry eight times your body weight yes
0: yes that is it so then so i don't know how to we can talk about your eating disorder mm. But yeah, it is that thing. So, really, yeah, was yeah. that like so you you lost a bit of weight just naturally, like getting your teens, and you kind of like your body, yeah. go kind of, and
1: most you can people. literally see it in my school photos. Yeah, there's like a, and I'm smiling differently. I'm like, hey,
0: yeah, because <laughs> like, I also was very very skinny, and that was kind of like not a badge of honor, but it's like how I defined myself. Oh yes, I'm I'm the skinniest. Were you the same?
1: Yeah, I think so. It was like. Definitely, Leah, late teens into early 20s was very much like, you know, it becomes, and not to be too clinical about it, and, you know, everyone has different experiences, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, like, it was very much about the number for me. Like, yep. I wanted to, like, get down to, like, if I could if I could get down to just below 60 kilos, that would be. And then, like, and, you know, so then when I, now when I look at pictures of myself, then I'm like, oh, you look so unwell. Yeah. But it wasn't about the looks, really. It was about, and I think... We were also like there's like a little age gap between us, but there was a, we were probably partying stuff at times when like being rake thin was yes. like the coolest thing you could possibly be. Skinny the strokes, jeans. the stro- skinny yeah. jeans, the horrors, all yeah. these
0: bands that were like, yeah, we are so thin, and it's that thing. There was a whole Mighty Boosh episode a very top about, heavy era. yes, about wearing this trying to get in the skinniest pants possible. I remember Noel Fielding saying, I can only drink champagne because any other alcohol will make me big. And it's that thing of those little things stick in your head when you're very young and impressionable. Oh yeah.
1: I used to wear skinny jeans that was so, and it was kind of before like stretch denim, they weren't really like boys' jeans in stretch denim. And so I used to have to, um, put, and I wish this was not true. I used to put, uh, um, plastic bags on my feet and so they could slide in. Yep. Like my legs could like slide like so there was no resistance. I could just slide right in. We used to and do that with wetsuits. I had a one-night stand with a guy and <laughs> the they had to morning? like leave in the morning and find some plastic bags in his house somewhere while he was still asleep and slowly like, yeah.
0: Well, look, if someone was rummaging through my cupboards for plastic bags, my first thought would be they'll <laughs> shat somewhere and they're trying to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so just putting it on your feet is probably a, a better thing. Or is it, I'm just looking for a bag.
1: It's yeah, like, hey, we had all of them last night. We're out. We're out. I think we're out. Uh, so
0: I think I know the answer to this. But as a kid, there was no like weekend sports.
1: No, and I think that's also a like reflects on my health now in that I actually don't know how to exercise. Like I don't have this inbuilt like oh, well, you know, I exercise like this, like the pain in my body yep. is so like when I go for runs and things like that, it's so like, I've never felt this way before. And it's like, yeah, because I never played sport. I played like soccer when I was like a little kid. Yeah. But no, very much, um, very, I you know, I was act- I was an active kid, but no, no organized sport. No, I, I think I tried, and look, really lining up the cliches, I tried gymnastics and I think I just wanted to like, be able to do backflips and oh, things like that. the best. But I had you I, get there. I had
0: someone say the other day, can can I do a backflip? And I was like, if I could do a backflip, I wouldn't be doing comedy. My self-esteem yeah, would be no, so high. Comedy
1: <laughs> is just one long backflip. Yes. Just, just falling, sleep. for me and
0: anyway, falling on my head over and over again.
1: And I think it's like you just think, oh, I'm going to be able to flip-flop around and do all these crazy things. And Because that was always the coolest thing. There was always a guy at school that could do a backflip into a pool or something. Yeah. Um, that that and the guy that can make a machine gun noise with his mouth, those are the, were the two coolest, and the guy with all the connector pens. Yeah. Um, but uh, then I started gymnastics and it's just like walking very slowly across a beam. Yeah. Like it's not actually, and like dipping your foot. It's that for about a year. I, our There's school. no backflips.
0: The school I went to. I look back and I go, it didn't offer much, but some of the things it offered were really weird. So, we could do, like, as an elective, gymnastics. That was an elective I could do. I could not do a science and go, no, I'm going to do gymnastics, which of course I did. And I remember yeah. it was very, it was one teacher and just the gym with all the gymnastics gear out. And so, he couldn't like supervise all of us at once. So, I was just doing, trying to do flips on the balance beam, jumped and missed, cracked my head, hit my head so hard at the back that my nose bled.
1: I keep hearing, I listen to this podcast, They just keeps being stories about you hitting your head really badly.
0: I've, yeah, I've hit my head a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I got CTE. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so you said your family were a snacky family. Did you, were there conversations with your parents about healthy eating?
1: I mean, not really. Like my, my dad did nearly all of the cooking and he's yep. a really good cook. And I think he, he's like the type of guy that, would read the back of like an old El Paso packet and just be like, oh, I could do this yeah. and like, would make you that like, like, he's, you know, cooked really good food, but I think with there was just a lot of like, just a lot of chips around and a lot of like, as soon as one parent, like it was my sister and I and my parents, and as soon as one parent wasn't home, like working or something, it was like, I think there was a kind of, talking to my mother about this recently, there was this kind of secret, like if mum was away for the night, dad and I would get Domino's. Yep. And if dad was away for the night, mum and I would get McDonald's. And it was like this kind of don't tell your mother, don't tell your father thing. And like literally hiding the like packets in the big bin yep. before they got home. But them having no idea that they're doing the same thing. Like, why are our kids fat? <laughs> um, but the yeah, and I, I think it like there was just there was focus on like, you know, we took our own lunches to school and we ate dinner together. Like there was, it was healthy in that kind of way, but yeah. it wasn't like, you know, as soon as I could get something at the tuck shop, I was getting something of those. I, I think I have no connection to, um, healthy eating. I, I love salad and those types of things, but I'm not, um, I feel like I'm not giving you an interesting answer other than I like salad, <laughs> um, but all yeah, there all was I like, remember there from was the Healthy Eating as a on... Kid
0: was the pyramid. That's all I remember. If you ate these yeah. these things on the pyramid, you're fine.
1: Yeah, and I cannot tell you. I know what's at the bottom of that, like a lot of bread. Bread, yeah, bread and pastas. Top <laughs> lollies. With a lot of, like, lollies, and I could not tell you what's in between there. Is <laughs> it just milk and meat?
0: <laughs> Veggies, fruit, all that kind of stuff, but I don't, I don't know. I should know.
1: But I do think I do think that's what my... my Parents did instill in me, like, we had a every meal we had, like, and it was good food, but it was, there was always salad and there was always vegetables. Yeah, great. And so there was that type of thing. But then there was also, like, you know, a fucking steak yeah. or, like, a burger or, like, Um, but it means that it may, it, I, I do a lot of the cooking in our house and I always make a salad with every protein because it seems strange to me not to. Yeah. Was that a boring thing to say? No. I don't know, Josh. That's good.
0: People are interested in this stuff, Reese. I'm finding out. Um, what about mental health? Have them. you, are you, would you say
1: you're you're okay mentally? Def, better, uh, you know, look, it's an onion, isn't yeah. it, Josh? Uh, you keep thinking, you're like, well, that's all sorted out now. And then it turns out there was this whole other door. Oh, I thought it was an um, onion because it just
0: makes me cry all the time. I can't explain it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm definitely a lot better... I, I think my husband and I got together when we were both very young, yep. and I was like a re- I was like twenty one when we got together, and I was like a real mess, like in ways that like a fun mess, yeah. like in ways that probably everyone is when they're twenty one. But I was like, I think in the industry that we work in, it it was it wasn't heading in the right direction. Like I would have probably burnt out. Um, and then I think, yeah, I'm I'm like. You know, I think I still struggle a lot, but in way, but it's more understanding it now, right? Like it's like being like, oh, I'm having like a shitty, instead of just like life is awful all the time. It's like, oh no, there's like ups and downs. Like, you know, I'm I'm like every comedian at the moment trying to get a diagnosis of ADHD. And even just having a fucking word to that, is like, oh, that's why I'm like that yeah <laughs> that's that's why I'm that bad to replying to things and things like that.
0: do you notice the red flags first, or does your partner notice them?
1: um I think we notice them in each other, yeah, more like because Kyron's got some stuff too um it doesn't mean that we fa- but I always think that doesn't mean you it's better no Like, is it, it, it's better to notice them, but it's also like you know like the other day we both. We we never really put a name on it, but we both completely understood that we were having like a shitty mental health day, and both of us were absolutely on edge. And it was a completely unplaceable reason. Yeah. But there was just this like tenseness around the house. And so we just kind of avoid like, I thought, you know, it's a very memey thing, but I saw something the other day of like a a woman talking about how relationships are not 50 50. And the, I know we'll get to relationships and stuff, but there, and that, you know, you're, you should be able to have like a thirty percent day, and your partner takes up the yep. seventy. And I think that's true, but also I think sometimes it's totally fine to avoid each other for like a few hours.
0: Yes, <laughs> and yes, leave it the is. House. Uh, what factors then do you think prevent you from staying healthy? And that's this is
1: mentally and physically like anyway. yeah, yeah. I think, oh look at the seat of it. There's probably some level of like, but if I'm well. How will I write comedy yeah. and create things? Um, because happy people can't be creative. And you know, then you find yourself trying to write jokes when you're in your second home in Dalesford renovating. Um the Yeah, I think I think there's probably a bit of guilt involved in like I think I work myself up a lot about yeah. things and not really and and, and whenever i I've, I've fixate on mistakes that I've made and, and things like that. And I think that's kind of, it's the, it's the laying in bed. And then I put these little, both my husband and I do things where we try and, you know, we were trying at the start of January to not really drink and then realizing that he's really good at saying just no. And I'm more at like, you know, let's not, let's only drink when we're not at home or those types of things, because actually me saying, um, I'm not going to drink in January. Is actually going to make me crazier.
0: Yeah. Uh, I Because I I don't drink. But for a while there I was like, oh, I only drink with Beck. That'll be the only thing. So I'll just have a glass of wine with dinner and then there's just the two of us. And so you finish off. you're hanging
1: out with your wife a lot.
0: Yeah, a bottle of wine. And it's very nice. But then you're like going, well, the reason I wasn't drinking was for a whole bunch of factors and one of them was health. And it's like, well, this is just. Yeah. yeah, So I. She.
1: You weren't drinking for all the burners.
0: Yes, <laughs> but she was. Be- Becky's like, she's very lovely, but she's also I can tell sometimes she's like, just it's lonely drinking on my own. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I'm, yeah, I'm not.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying she, I don't want right. her to stop drinking. She, she she loves it, and she yeah. But her dad's yeah. a winemaker, so it's a, that's how it's
1: going to work. Oh yeah. yeah. And see that's it as well. Karen's brother is a winemaker as yes. well. Yes. And I think I can. I think I've almost put myself in, and I think performers do this, but like put myself in situations sometimes, like lean in sometimes, not necessarily in order for, to, um, you know, to make more content, but sometimes it's like in a weird kind of sociopathic way, trying to be like, I wonder what that feels like, like, you know, like to try and understand a feeling. Yeah, <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, <laughs> I wonder if i really thought about that super depressing thing and really made myself depressed for like a day what would that be like um is that it's crazy me i've that's just not that that's not crazy that's why people
0: that's why people enjoy art that's why they go and they read yeah. books and they see paintings and they see plays and to feel those things i wonder what that's like and then they get to experience
1: it um yeah and i i think i do think i use it a bit too much sometimes like as in now that i understand that i have these like and i don't mean use it for like you know car parks yeah but like use it for like my making an excuse for myself i've kind of come to terms with that kind of recently like you know there there are me not replying to things because of adhd and there are me not replying to things because i haven't replied to something and it's like i think it's that's part of the next level of understanding as well as kind of just being like, no, I think you were just being a cunt. <laughs> like a lot of, a lot of like, and I, th- I think it's very easy once you know that you have kind of mental illness of some kind to go like, well, that's why I did that. It's like, no, you were just a cunt <laughs> to that person.
0: And that is health wrapped up. Great.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might just be a
0: cunt. <laughs> All right. Family, friends or career, which one do you want to choose? Um, Let's go... Career, yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, I, I, is this what you always wanted to do? Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When did you have your first kind of thing? Like, either did you see comedy or did you just go, I because for me it was doing drama at school and theater and that kind of stuff. Was it similar yeah. to you? Yep,
1: yeah. yeah, definitely did drama, did like shitty kids' theater and like school pantomimes and all that kind of stuff, and um, was definitely like in a kind of desperate way, wanted to be the class clown, but wasn't. Like, was actually probably just a bit too much and had a bit too much energy. Um, But then as I got older, like I went from being, I think it's also, my parents are really great in that they didn't really baby my sister and I, like we were always kind of talked to as adults, uh, which meant that maybe our references might've been a little off (laughs) for the first few years of our schooling. Um, Like, as in, I don't mean that in that we were smarter than anyone, but like, as in, we just kind of probably in a self congratulatory congratulatory kind of way, like kind of felt like, well, I've I've seen the Rocky horror and I'm yeah. eleven. So I know all about yeah. this. And o- like, other kids
0: are talking about family matters, you're talking about twin peaks, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Like literally. Like yeah. that type of thing. Like um, you know, I definitely did see um blue velvet too early. Yeah. Um but and but then so was not funny for a long time, but kind of oh it was kind of funny around my family and stuff and then in my, when I was like 16, 17, 18, I think I like, you know, there's like people in comedy, people talk about finding their voice. I think you also like in your teens, you like find your voice, like you find like a rhythm. Yeah, And I think I found that rhythm of like being able to make teachers like, like one of my core favorite things I could do was like certain teachers at my high school, I could just remove them from the curriculum and like get them going on a roll about something and like i don't know like just kind of taking over the class but not in a way that felt disruptive to them yeah um not all of them but there was a couple that were okay with it um and like really liked classes like society and culture which was like i don't know what that would be called at other schools but those types of like yeah law law studies and all that kind of thing um but then yeah was obsessed with the gala yeah like the we had all we had about 10 tapes VHS's that we had taped off TV in a row. And there's like a particular three that I used to watch on repeat that were, I think they're like 2002, 2003 and 2004 maybe.
0: Can I yeah. say, was that the Daniel Kitson story of the pigeon he saw? Pigeon? Pig- yep. Yeah. Yeah, one Big of the, the best. yeah. Um, and it's like
1: Maria, Bam- one of Maria Bamford's first galas. Can I,
0: can I tell, I don't know if I've said this on the pod, apologies listeners if I have, but she was the first person I ever saw do an hour show in the Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wasn't doing a show. I just moved from Tassie, got tickets from the street press, like one ticket to see Maria Bamford, saw her show and I was doing gigs, but hadn't done a full hour. And I walked out of that going, I could never, ever do a full hour if that's yeah. the standard. And then I went yeah. and saw a local comedian and went, <laughs> I can do this. I can definitely do this.
1: Oh, oh, I could. Oh yeah. I could definitely do. It. Yeah. I think Maria, Maria was like a bit, Maria, um, was like huge for me because then when I was about 15, YouTube became a thing. Oh yeah. And I could suddenly, we didn't have internet at home for a long time, but I could go to, there was this place called the Palais that was like a youth, a, a non-religious youth group or like youth venue and you'd, they had computers there and I would go there after school and just sit on YouTube for like literally about four hours Yeah, um, and just watch the same clips over and over and over again. Because suddenly, like, someone was just uploading all the galas, and then mo- the Montreal galas, and then suddenly I was like watching like Paul F. Tompkins do things, and um, and was like, I don't know, yeah, just kind of developing a, a taste, yeah, for and, things, I guess. And and then Class Clowns came to Newcastle, and I did that when I was like sixteen, right. Which is like a comedy festival. It's like a competition for under eighteen. Yeah, it's it's a
0: high school kids raw comedy yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Um, yeah. I've done many and many a workshop for that. Uh, yeah. so when you, so you go through class clowns, you also went through raw comedy as well. You were raw. Mm. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. And I did the, and I never know if this is true, but I, was, is it true that you're only allowed to go in raw three times or something? As in or like,
0: like audition or like, yeah, go audition. in the heats. Yeah, I think so. But i because sure. I got
1: in on my third. I tried when I was like 17, 18, and then got through on my 19th. Yeah, and then uh, and in that and then that was the Kathy Workman one. But yep. I got, I got through. And I think it was like I'd been doing stand up in Newcastle. There was like one place called the Ori that we call the Ori because its actual name of the bar was the Oriental, <laughs> um, still called that. Um, I've been told recently, uh, but there was this, this guy called Brendan used to run really great, uh, like a, it, it was a working open mic room, yeah. like, and he would get headliners down from Sydney or up from Sydney. And they, you know, we'd have people like Dave Jory and like the kind of Sydney headliners and they would come and do it. And it must've just been like shit money, but they would come and do it. And I was like the resident MC for a while. Yeah. Um, and I was not good but uh i think that was like a you yeah. know a mystique to like a 17 18 year old doing stand up
0: so i'm guessing your your dream was to go on the gala then
1: yeah 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 so, yeah
0: so once you get that what's the next yeah. what's your next kind of like this is what i want to do next do do you, do you think like that do you have like these are my things i want to hit and then once you do that do you go right yeah. what's next or do you do you act, also my other question sorry i've asked a bunch of questions, once you yeah. do the thing, do you, like, actually enjoy it and reflect and take time to actually appreciate it or do you go, all right, what's next straight away?
1: Um, it's a, It's a interesting question because it's something I'm literally at the moment trying to work out. Like, I think there's been a change, you know, we were talking about mental health and stuff. There's been a change in the last couple of years, I think, where, like... I'm having like a good time at the moment and like things are going well yep. and it's very nice. Um, and I'm trying my best to, first of all, not take that for granted um, and also understand that it could go away at any moment. And that's why I should be like enjoying it, which is such a fucking easy thing to say and such a hard thing to, yeah. but it, I think what it is, is like, um, yeah, yeah, t- I used to have plant like, all I want to do is be on the gala. That's yep. all I want to do. And then that happened in 2016. And then it was, like, all I ever want to do is host the gala. That's, like, the next thing. And then I got to do that, and that was very nice. Um, it was, like, harder than I thought, and it kind of didn't go as well as I thought it would. Like, it still went fine, but it was still, like... I. And that was the mistake as well. I wasn't in it. Like, I was, like, sitting there the whole time going, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm hosting the gala. Like, um... And I think I'm, like, trying to do a thing at the moment where I have, like, not make specific plans because I think specific plans make for disappointment. And if I have just, like, a vague, like, when I'm 60, I'd still like the, the concept of comedy to be paying my bills yep. and whatever that looks like. Like, because also even, not to get in the weeds about it, but even just to fucking, as long as we have both been comedians, the whole system of what it is to be a comedian has changed. Yes. And is continuing to change in front of our very eyes. Yep. Um, and the goalposts keep changing in such a way that I think we all know people that put all their eggs mentally in baskets and then when it doesn't go through, that it can't, they can't keep moving on. Yeah. They get fixated on it. And they're, like, often the the guys. And look, it is often the guys. Um, you know, standing at the back of a fucking room complaining about how they don't get booked for that anymore and blah, blah, blah and blah, blah. Yeah. And it's been an interesting... I was, like, at Comedy Republic, like, a venue that I co-owned the other day, and I looked at the lineup and I didn't really recognise very many names. And I don't mean that in a, like um who are these people it was like it was kind of in a weird way satisfying not satisfying but it meant like oh there's a new generation going on like i don't know any of the room like i used to be such a fucking gig pig yeah like i was out there like many nights a week as i possibly could trying to double up as much as i could and i'm trying to relax a little bit and not work myself into not liking comedy anymore
0: (laughs) um (laughs) This is a question I haven't that asked. That makes sense. It makes sense, perfect sense. Ramble. No, it was great. Um, this is a question I haven't asked for a couple episodes. What do you tell Uber drivers you do if they ask?
1: Um, I went through a big stage of saying that I did that I um, am a manager at a, at a store. Okay. And um, that, and if I had had a few drinks, I would say that I've just hired my cousin, and I think she might be stealing, <laughs> and just kind of see where they go with that. <sighs> and sometimes it was like quite lovely. You'd get these like. Cab drivers, sometimes it was just like, well, no, what you've got to... Like, but then some cab drivers would just be like, you've got to protect them. Oh. Like, you can't... That's family. That's family. And Oh, the Vin Diesel. Yeah. The Vin Diesel approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, but, but also, and this sounds so douchey, in more recent day, like, you know, since things like The Weekly and stuff, which isn't, yeah. I'm not going to say it's a surprise, but it's like... There's a certain demographic of people that I'm now quite recognizable from that show. Yeah. um, And from Drag Race and stuff. I actually think I come off a bit of a douchebag if someone says, What do you do? And maybe they're being a little bit of a douchebag to see if it's.
0: Yes. I mean, you do have a distinct look.
1: Exactly. If I'm wearing like a three piece suit with an inch of makeup on my face in the back of an Uber and I'm like, I, oh, I'm an engineer. (laughs) Um, But. uh, if I, if I lie, I just kind of say, like, I work in television or I, I'm, I'm a comedian because I think yeah. even if you say work in television, that has less questions than I'm a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Work in television could be anything.
0: It could be, yes. I know that from experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Currently yes. working in television, behind the scenes. Uh, all right, this is the f- yeah. final question on career. Okay, I'm a magic genie. I can grant you any wish to do with your career, but only your career. What yeah. do you wish?
1: Oh, I think it's like, don't overthink think it race. I mean, to make, I mean, can it be existential?
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> like, your wish.
1: Can I find work-life balance? <laughs> um, but but like kind of it is that like, I, and I think it would be like not um, to find a nice medium in feeling like there I'm, I'm trying to get better at saying no to things, which is a very dumb thing to complain about, but at the same time knowing the right time to say no for things. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you say no to something and then months later you're like, ooh, I should have said yes. I,
0: so my thing is I always say yes if it's more than three weeks away because that's future yeah. Josh problem.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. The amount of COVID, like jobs that came home to roost the things that just kept getting pushed back and things like i'm never gonna have to do that there's a global health crisis on and then the years afterwards have been like oh yeah i've got to like write a whole book (laughs) and uh like things like that i think it's like um what do i want can i I ask can i ask
0: on the book did you enjoy writing the book
1: no okay no very much not um no that's a lie there were parts that i was like really enjoy. And there were parts that I'm like super proud of yep. in that book. And then they're like, and, but also I'm proud of the whole book and by the book dish Reese Nicholson. Um, but I don't, I also don't know a single person who, even the people like Ben law is like a friend of mine and he's one of those people that like writes every day yeah, and like is a writer and he fucking hates writing. yeah, Like he was telling me about, like, it's like kind of, it, no one is like mm, good. Um, And I think it's just, it's just felt so permanent. I'm so used to things not being permanent. I'm used to stand up where it's just like, so gone a minute later, unless, you know, you record it and then, you know, your joke about domestic violence might end up at the very beginning of your special, but um, I don't know why I brought that up, but I just, I'm so obsessed with that story. Um, The, uh, I did, I did like, I liked the process of a book. I wish I had have planned it a little bit more to protect my mental health. And I think that's my big. You know what, that, that's what I would like, a wish about my career is that I put my mental health ahead of the work.
0: Great sometimes. answer. Love it. All right, moving on. Family and friends. Which one do you want first?
1: Let's go friends. Great.
0: Do you have a best friend?
1: Yeah. You know what? Yes, Joel Creasy. But I think it depends on what, like, we are the types of best friends that we also do not talk sometimes for, like, a month, and then we hang out and well, it gets straight back. I think that's the sign of a good friendship, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I think as I've gotten older, I I do think I, I'm he is doing the heavy lifting in that friendship, in that I love him and am obsessed with him, um, but I'm not a good... It's a, it's a whole big thing I'm trying to work out in my life at the moment. I'm trying to be better at... Um, Maintaining and yeah, maintaining friendships.
0: Basically, I, I, I feel the same way. I'm in, and I'm actively trying to text people more, yes. just to see how they're doing. Like not not yes. wanting anything from it for, for years, and it's this, it's in this podcast kind of thing I'm in where I'm constantly asking people for favors. Going, hey, do you want to do my podcast? Yeah, and yeah. And I think I've even talked to you about this. And so I just going through my message to people, I'm going, all of this is transactional. I want something from them. Um, and so I'm trying to just text people saying, hey, how's things? What, what are they up to? And um, yeah, I'm finding it hard because it's almost that thing of like I oh, I feel silly. I feel like I'm interrupting them. And, but I don't think they feel that way. But it's in my head just going, oh, this is something i got to get over.
1: And do you know what it is like and not to we don't need to stay on this like but you know our friend cal died and i looked back at our messages and fuck were there a lot of nice long messages from yes. her, and they didn't feel weird to get at the time no but fuck is there not very many messages back from me and we saw each other a lot and it was a bit like it's been a little bit of a and not to i'm not trying to trivialize, trivialize that but like it it's been a really i was already kind of on that same mentality of trying to get better with those types of things. And then it was a real fucking like, oh, she was like the best friend. Yes. And to even be like an inch of that would be like satisfying.
0: Well, her memorial was one of the most uplifting things I've ever been to and also what very, very sad as well, of course. But it was that thing you looked around and went everyone has – nice things to say about this person and you don't get that yeah. a lot in this industry. There's always even the
1: people she fucking hated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But um <laughs> yeah, she
1: was great. Yeah. Uh are you still friends with people from your youth? Not really. Um and I don't know why Kyron Kyron and I talk about this a lot in that he's still friends. His core friendship group from high school is still his core friendship group. Yep. Um and and we also have many, many other friends, but like when he goes back to Perth he, and he's in a group text with them and he talk and his best friend, Maddie, that he's been best friends with for 20 years, he calls like, um, Maddie's partner, Andy and I kind of know that we, are like when they want to talk about us, they call each other. Yes. <laughs> like if we see that if you, if I see like a myth call from Maddie, it's like, oh, there's going to be some words said about me. Um, and I, I realised this recently and I think, I don't know, It's I can't blame comedy for this, but I don't really have, I think because I started when I was 18 yep, and I didn't really travel and I didn't really like, I just kind of started doing stand-up in Sydney. Um, I don't really have any outside of comedy friends.
0: So when did you leave Newcastle?
1: When I was 18, 18 like about to be 19.
0: Were you, was that the youngest you could leave? Was that like you your couldn't wait to get out or was it, you were there for like a year after school or.
1: I was there for like a year after school and like, yeah. wasn't going to go to uni and was working in a burger shop and was just a bit like, and even then, like, I think that was probably that year actually was the point that a lot of my friends went, moved to a way to go to uni. Yeah, And I was, my friends were the people that worked in the grilled with me. Um, and then there was almost this kind of weird. I don't know, I forget whose joke it was, but there was, years ago someone was talking about how like when Osama bin Laden got killed, we all moved down the world's most, we all moved up the world's <laughs> most wanted list up by one. Yep. When all my friends left, I had to make a whole new group of friends and it was just weird like, oh, these are these are my friends now. Yeah. Um, Cause I think You haven't go like going to uni either? Cool. I, th- I think
0: we're still, because I moved, I went to uni, but it was like it was also that escape. I wanted to get out of the town I was in. And LCA yeah. Sound System have the lyric in their song. You spend the first ten years trying to get with the plant and it's like trying to, and then the next ten years trying to get with your friends again. It's like, oh, I'm so yeah. busy trying to establish something, and then you look out and you're like, oh, my friends are doing something over there that hasn't anything to do with me, and I want, it looks fun, and they look happy, and that's that's really oh. nice.
1: When you look at your friend, when like you look on Instagram and a bunch of your friends have kids, and you're like, I didn't know you were pregnant. Like, yeah. When did, that, and that kid looks old. That's like a two-year-old. Um, yeah, I think, and I think, I think that's. I think it's fine not to. I, I think we we also we have a group of friends that don't work in comedy, and I think that's important. Yeah, I think to to have people that aren't just work because that you know. We we have a we're we're a great community. We're a great community, but you can't we just we're always going to end up vaguely talking about shop most of the time like not all the time but i think there is going to be a level i you know comedy friends are my best friends yeah i think but there is still this level of like sometimes you find yourself talking to someone who doesn't work in comedy and you're like wow how, yeah. is, how are we doing this how is it possible that we're talking about something for 20 minutes that isn't this um yeah i i don't know why i'm i'm also not good at making new friends, I'm automatically dubious of people. I, I yearn for the like days of being like eight and just walking up to someone and just going, do you want to be my friend?
0: What's the newest friend you've made? How long do you reckon you've known them for? Oh, fuck.
1: Probably like, oh, when did, when's the last time I made a friend? Maybe like a year ago?
0: Oh, that's not too long. That's, a, that's,
1: that's good. That's not too long. That's all right. Yeah. But it's like, was it was it like
0: a friend's partner that's now a friend, or was it? Yeah.
1: yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to play. Yeah, and I think that might be what it is. That's, it's it's still like a friend though. Started dating someone, yeah. and Now they're also our friend.
0: Yeah. That's how. That's how it happens. You just collect a whole bunch of people like that.
1: Isn't it weird? Like, I think it is weird as an adult to realize. Like, and sometimes it takes a little something to galvanize a group of people. Like, even, um, you know, you're in one big group chat and then like a little splinter group chat starts to bitch about someone in the, (laughs) and then suddenly you're having dinner with those people. And then you realize like, actually, and in a weird way, separate to what I just said, I, I think there were people that I was already friends with during, uh, COVID was quite a strange time, obviously. (laughs) I don't know, but did anyone else find that strange? (laughs) It was a weird time. Um. But we started having, we got invited to these like Friday night Zoom drinks, like for months in a row. And it just, this little group developed and we kind of got invited into it. And it was kind of like a group of people like um, Kate McLennan and Kate McCartney and their partners. And um, there was just like a, a whole bunch of people in there. And it was kind of just an open, like, is anyone in this group want to come and have a drink, whatever. And then that's become, that became my group of friends. Yep. Like. And now they are my group of friends outside. Like, people that I kind of knew are now these, like, intense. Like, it's almost that like we went by, by becoming friends during COVID every Friday night, blind, drunk, talking about, like, you know, I'd, like, i I realised I'm non-binary by having a very drunk conversation with Jordan Hickey and her wife, Kath, on a Zoom at, like, two in the morning where I was like, I just, I don't know. I feel this way and I feel this way. And Jez just went, I think you might be non-binary, mate. And like I don't know, just weird little kind of things like that. Um, like even this is a speaking of friendships. Like we, so we got when we got married, like and you made it. You like you know some people like you survived <laughs> to the to the second yes. round. <laughs> the, people didn't. Yeah. And, and that was a very strange thing to do, where we were sitting in front of the because we were meant to get married in May of twenty twenty. And then COVID happens three full years later and we're looking at it again and we're kind of like, oh, you were, this person was invited because we like them, we love them, but we don't see them as much as we should. But, you know, it'll be a reason to see them. And then three years later, you're like, I still haven't seen them. Yeah, They're not going to come. It's over. And just it's felt very weird and grown up and kind of awful to be making these like, like putting a red line through someone.
0: But hey, look, I wish I got married 14 years ago. I wish we could go back and I don't want to do a renew our vows cuz that's I'm not into that. But yeah. I would like to have another party with friends that we care about and go, "Hey, I really like all you people. We want to have a party and just for no reason just to have a party and we all have fun and get cuz I would say there would be about on my list, I mean my family of course, but only only my parents and my yeah. brothers and um and Family. their wives, and yeah, I was going—I was going to say sisters, yeah. but I don't even think I did invite my sisters. Um, but um, but then I'd say they'd be from the list of friends who came on my side. I reckon five would keep the cut, and then the rest would be out of there.
1: Yeah, isn't yeah. that wild? Like we're we're the same with the party. We ever since our wedding, we can't stop talking about how we just want to have. Like a yearly party of that, like kind of like what you hear about in the sixties, where people would just have like, well, it's the Bennett's party, and we yeah. all go. Like, I mean, we'll never do it. I want to have a book. My plan is to have a book week part. I, I think adults come in book week costumes, and we do like a big gala event at a big venue, and people that have is to come great as, like trains and. Stuff. And
0: I already know from your friends who is going to be dressing up the most and who is going to yeah yeah anyway
1: up in like a black and white t shirt. Kate
0: McClellan's gonna win that. Okay. Uh moving yep. on. Okay, final one. Family. Um are you close to your
1: family? Yeah. I think yes. But then you never know, right? I mean, the we sometimes I, I like I am close with my family and I love them very much and my parents are really great parents and yep. have supported me the whole time. And then sometimes you see your family and you're like, oh wow, you guys are really close. Like I think we're a very I love you family. We're a very huggy family. Yep. But we're not really a get into each other's shit type of family. Yep. If that makes sense. Like we we're a little bit kind of hands off. And um, I, I think I was, I'm in in the process of trying to write new material at the moment and was on stage the other night. And you know, sometimes you say something that will not end up in the show, yes. but you realize you've just said something that you're like, oh, I think that's actually how I feel about that. Um, I realized that I was like talking about it, my parents and I said, I think there's like a point, like to be a parent, there's a lot of guilt involved. You spend a lot of time being like, I feel like you spend a lot of time being like, am I a good parent? Am I being a good dad? Am I being a good mum? And then when your kids are about 35. It swaps and the kids start thinking, am I being a good kid? I don't think I'm being a good kid. And I think the parents kind of wash their hands of that feeling. And the guilt is now on me that I feel. And I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes
0: sense. Do do you think your parents get you?
1: For the most part, yeah. yeah. I think there are times, like, they're very, very proud of me. I think to the point where sometimes the main frustration I have with my parents my my mum sometimes is she's so hyper supportive that it sometimes feels like a, when I'm talking to her, it feels like a press junket, <laughs> like, as in, like, and then I want to ask her about how her stuff is going. And she's a little bit like, Oh no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But like, so you're doing taskmaster that's, I saw that in the, like, um, and you know, she get like, she'll tell me about how like, and Zoe was on the project the other night was like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's such, like, a nice problem to have. Yeah. And we, like, I think we're, like, getting into a better, gr- like, I think I'm feeling hopefully the frustration, like, because it's real, like, that frustration. Like, we will, you know, and I don't I don't have any, like, crazy stories in my family of, like, why <laughs> we would be <laughs> angry at each other or anything. But sometimes I'm just talking to my mum or dad and just being like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, like... But they must be thinking exactly the same as me. Yeah. Like, and I think it's the same as friendships where I'm just trying to, I'm making a really conscious effort and often failing to give my parents the like fucking time of day that they deserve because they're really good people and I'm not giving, I'm like still thinking of them as if I'm 14 and they're not letting me go over to my friend Jesse's house. Uh,
0: do you, like, Did you have a role in the family? Because you're the youngest, aren't you?
1: yeah I'm the youngest by a long shot, like my sister's seven years older than me yeah um and yeah, I think I had if you were to ask her, it would have been like to do anything um and be allowed to do anything. I think like there was a lot of pressure on my sister to like go to uni and and then by the time I came around, it was like, what do you want to do? move to Sydney? Sure, we're tired yeah um uh I think I was definitely, like what was my role? I mean there was you know I wash the dishes and all that kind of stuff. But yep. I think I was definitely like a little performer. Yeah. Like I think I was like a, I think I was, you know, and I wanted it, like definitely wheeled out at parties and stuff like that to like, you know, say dirty things and yep. like that sort of thing. But then I also think my parents and they've cooled their jets about it a lot now, but I think it maybe comes from the way that they were brought up and also the way that, um, that like you know we yeah like i say we didn't have very much money there were when we were kids pretty appearances based yeah like pretty like everything's fine everything's fine we're not bankrupt everything's fine um and so my sister and i would we always knew like the look we would get from my mum or dad when we were like going over the like both my sister and i like to be douchebags at parties and there was just a point where it's like you're being very rude at this party and you're like embarrass you're embarrassing her. yeah but then i also think i had a weird upbringing where not a weird but i my we lived with my grandmother for a few years and so i had this very at times it was great because she she had her grandkids in the house and she was treating us like grandkids yeah and and i think that must have gotten annoying to my parents sometimes who were trying to like discipline their children and there's like a woman who disciplined my mother. Yeah, standing there going, "Well, you <laughs> did exactly the same thing, Michelle, when you were their age." So, <laughs> like, and yeah, and so I'm very like my grandmother is. Pro- I'm very very close to my grandmother. Uh, did you um, live with
0: her because of financial stuff, or because someone was sick, or?
1: Uh, yeah, like financial stuff is kind of my understanding of it. Yeah. I don't. I don't ask too many questions. Yep. Um. But like, we lived. Yeah, we lived with them. We lived. My whole family lived. Like lived with her for a few years i only like, ask long, that because like a, a lot of years. a lot of comedians yeah. i talk
0: to there's growing up there was one parent who was not well as in like sick and then the person yeah. was like i'm gonna make this all right and i'm gonna tap dance and look at me whoa 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 everything's happy and they kind of bring that in that's yeah
1: there is like a little bit of that there was definitely some like medical stuff going on like my mum had a hit replacement when she was like 42 yep and the heat replacements in the '90s, early '90s, were not like, and they're gonna get you up at about. She was like on bed rest for like two months, like yeah. couldn't move for two months, and like so there are kind of memories of like my mum being in a hospital bed in our lounge room for like two months, and I think there was definitely like a. I'm still very I'm I do not like hospitals. Yep. No one does, but hospitals make me particularly uncomfortable. Yep. And like just the 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 look. Anyways, yeah.
0: Yeah, my, my see, it was my for me. It was my grandmother. She was sick for, she had yeah. leukemia for, like went into remission twice, and then but she was, like, she was a very good. Whenever I went around to see her, she was great. But she's I just remember bruises, and I, I'm the same. I don't like hospitals, but she was the last person ever to allowed to smoke in the Launceston Hospital because they just <laughs> said, "Just let her smoke." She's such a bitch if she doesn't. So they're like, "Yeah, just let her smoke." So, and that's like 1996. I-
1: do you find because of, like, yeah, I, I can't deal with I this weird thing? Like, you know, funny is funny and everything's, you know, fair game and whatever, blah, blah. Um, I don't believe that. Um, but because I am so close with my grandmother, I can't deal with any kind of comedy or drama where old people are very confused. Like, I have this weird, it makes me really uncomfortable really quickly, is, like, any kind of, like, even, like, a fucking Law & Order episode where they're, like, some sort of elder yep. abuse thing or something. Uh, like, bruised, confused people that don't know what's going on, I cannot handle
0: I for some reason. I don't, but I've noticed in since becoming a parent, anything that is father and children, like, I watch Sing... The, the animated movie and yep. almost in tears just because the gorilla just wanted his dad to watch him sing. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, why the fuck am I crying over a Coldplay song? Well, yes, gorilla. But, you know, he, he got to see him sing and he was proud and it was good. Um, nice. So you, you've married now and um, yeah. that means you've got a whole new family. Has that taught you yes. anything about families?
1: What it's kind of taught me is like, it's not really any, di- like, I think my mom had this like interesting chat, like a rare kind of serious chat with me about a week before the wedding where she was like, you're not going to think it's going to feel different. Yeah. And everything inside of you is going to tell you it's not different and then it's going to happen and you're going to feel a little bit different. And I guess I kind of did like, I think we're in a different situation where we've been together already for like 12 years yep. and like we own a house together and like all that kind of stuff. So it, it was all pretty, but I do think there is a, and you know, it's loaded with the marriage equality of it all. And like, you know, this is the thing we really wanted and we've been engaged for a really long time. And I'll be getting to say husband. Yeah. There is like a different little thing to it. Like there's a, there's a different little kind of being able to use a drop-down menu is like a... Yeah. And I think, you know, and it sounds like I'm starting material, but, but like, there's always now, there's always, like, and you guys going to have kids? Are you guys going to have kids now? And, like, we are genuinely not... Like, it's such a funny how... It's more wild when people do it to women, but, like, it's still wild for, like, two people with dicks to be like... <laughs> and are you... Are you are you gonna have like what are your thoughts on having like people who've just met at like a dinner party or something yeah. going and do you want kids like you don't know the backstory it, it, <laughs> like the, you
0: know. even to ask straight couples that is a wild thing to ask like the fact oh. that like having look we're very lucky we were like getting pregnant was quite quite easily like we we yeah. lost one in between the two but it was like it was we dealt with that and we were, like very lucky that we got the got pregnant again yeah but. I know so many people who just have tried and can't, and the fact that people just go. So when when are you gonna have a baby? It's like,
1: come on, can we stop asking do? people
0: that? Like, just they'll yeah. have it when they want. It that- Why is
1: she crying? Why is she going to the yeah. bathroom? What's going on?
0: No one's going. Oh yeah, we didn't think of that. Let's do that. Like people who want to have a baby, they'll plan for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. and like, and we're very lucky in a very like privileged situation that we could plan for it. Like if we wanted to do it, there is genuine. It is genuinely planning. Yeah. Um, the I, but I think at the moment, we just quite, I like I like our family. Like we, it's, and I think that there's a little, you know, being able to, I even felt a difference and maybe it's imagined, but we had Christmas at Kyron's family. It was like this big extended family, biggest Christmas they've had in like a lot of years in WA. And by now being married in, as I say, we've been together for 12 years and I've been at a lot of those Christmases. But by now being, like, his husband, there was, like, a different little, yep. like, I'm not I'm not just, like, the partner that could at any moment. Like, there's paperwork involved if I want to leave. Yeah. And I don't know. I found that really interesting. Karen's mum's like not was just going to cut gr- you
0: out of the family photo and go, oh, all right.
1: So, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, you've got to keep because I'm in the middle of that photo because it's yeah. my wedding. You're,
0: you're, <laughs> you're in the photo. You're not taking the photo. No, there was a yeah. few years with Beck. That's Beckett, exactly. I would spend Christmas at Beck's family, and I'd be like, oh, "I'll take it. I'll take
1: the photo." Yeah, yeah. That's totally it, Josh. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I like it. Like, I'm, I'm very happy. I thought it like, on stage. I've been very cynically saying like, "No, it doesn't feel any different," and like having material about it. But I'm you know, there's a hint of truth to that. But no, there is definitely a difference. I think. Yeah.
0: Great well that's that's your burners, Reese.
1: That's my burners. That's was it. that a right that's it was an Reese
0: it was fantastic. Uh, but now we' do the tricky part where you might want to turn one off. so the the theory suggests that you can't have all these burners going at once, otherwise you do burn out. So just yeah. right now in in January 2024, which burners yeah. are you keeping on
1: in Inge- like right now right, right now
0: right this time. Yep.
1: Um I think I'm keeping on just because of the time of year it is, I'm keeping on career.
0: Got that in my hand. That was one um, I had.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine if i was like, no, I think I'm just gonna <laughs> switch off this year. I think I'm nah. Um uh family. I think like as in my family. Yep. My I'm I'm sorry, mum and dad. I don't think you're gonna get as many calls as you're hoping for in the next couple months. Um and I reckon I'm switching off health
0: okay so you, so did you say switching off family as well or you're switching off health health
1: I think I'm switching off health yeah I think I'm keep like family in terms of like my husband yes yeah um but then that is also he direct he's like I'm making this very about career already aren't I um but I think it's like there's a, there's a level of this time of year where I would love to be fully on top of my mental health and I just need to wade into the warm waters of knowing that I will not be.
0: Well, last week uh, AFL footballer Ben Brown mentioned the Dyson theory of glass balls, rubber balls. And so some of these, he says, if you're juggling all these balls, some are made of glass, some are made of rubber. And so if you drop the rubber ones, they'll bounce back. But if you drop the glass ones, they won't bounce back. At this point, if you drop... If you, if you got, put your foot off the career and drop it, it'll crack.
1: It's glass. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Interesting. Come, come May, you
0: can take the foot off. It's rubber. It's going to bounce back.
1: And like speaking broadly, I think I would probably, I mean, this is just like, this isn't a dream situation. I would love to think I would turn off career, like not turn it like as in, I'm giving up comedy, but I just mean like, yeah. In May, I would like to yep. take my foot off the pedal a little bit. Um, it's something I say every year.
0: All right, so and so you're keeping on keeping on friends, family, and career.
1: Yeah, but then also isn't the thing like the? Yeah, uh, it's even it's even better if you turn off. Have anyone ever turned off two?
0: Uh, Gillian turned off three. She's only career. Gillian Cosgrove, first first episode. Just career, everything else at this point can, can go off.
1: I, I really get that. Respect, I eh? The, we sim, we're, we're quite similar in a lot of ways. I think yep. Jill and I in, in that type of, I mean, and I think at this time, I think I'm also going to turn off friends. Yep. Sorry, friends. I'm great. sorry. Just come to the show. So you and karen
0: with your career <laughs> going full yeah, step basically.
1: ahead. basically. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Oh boy.
0: <laughs> no, don't feel don't feel bad. This is like people need to be honest about this kind of stuff and I like it. Um yeah. thank you so much for doing this Rhys. So, no, thank you. Thank so you very much. a fan of the pod. It it opens in Perth this week.
1: Yeah, Perth fringe. It's yep. called These are my new jokes no refunds. Come and come and see me literally looking at notes on the stage and working out the show.
0: But they'll still um, be funny. Like they don't, don't, oh, don't sell it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be funny. Like I've written stuff. Yeah. But it, it it's like I, and then I'll come back for Perth comedy festival, but the i'm I'm for say like Melbourne comedy Festival this year, I'm so it's such a dreamy situation. I'm doing my own venue at six o'clock <laughs> like in a way, I kind of feel like I'm doing two burners in that time like that is both health and career
0: i'm, I'm I used it. to
1: think I was like a nine forty five yeah dirty act and now I'm like, no, nah, no nah, people come at six.
0: We mentioned how comedy's changed. That's one of the biggest changes for me is that like 6 o'clock now is a coveted time slot for people. They're like, yeah, I just want to get d- done early. And get-. Whereas before it was like if you're at 6, you might as well just burn $5,000. You're not going to make any yeah. money. Yeah. But now people yeah. love it. Um. So yeah. doing uh Perth, Adelaide?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not doing Adelaide. Sydney,
0: um, Brisbane?
1: Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, and then the Perth Comedy Festival again. And then... What am I doing? I'm doing like dates in Newcastle and right. that kind of thing. Go to reithnicholson.com.
0: All the details there. Hey, thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks everyone for being Patreon subscribers. You're the absolute best. If you want to help uh, keep the lights on here, go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. Also, tickets for Josh Earl for Burners is on sale right now. Go to joshirl.com.au. Some people are asking, is it just the podcast live? No, it's a full stand-up show just using my burners as the kind of the through line throughout the show and so we go through all of it it's on 8 35 uh the last two weeks so april 8 to april 21 i'd love to see you there also i'm doing my podcast don't you know who i am the old podcast live uh that's going to be three o'clock saturdays at basement comedy club so come along to that as well because that's always a good time thank it you reese
1: really thank you thank you Joshua. i'll Have see you see all you. next
0: time bye, bye. <laughs>